Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Whiskey Amateur Podcast. My name is Paul Ewing, and I am your host. This is a relaxed competition-style whiskey showdown to be determined by two amateurs, including myself and a guest each episode. We have very little to no knowledge about the complexities of whiskey, hence the name Whiskey Amateurs. The purpose behind this podcast is to determine which whiskeys are the best. Today, we'll be sampling three randomly selected whiskeys blindly in three rounds of competition. Each round, we will sip the whiskeys, describe them to you, and score them. The scoring will be like golf, where we are looking for the lowest score possible after round three. At the end of the podcast, the whiskeys will be revealed to the guest and I. Yet for you, the listener, the names of the whiskeys will already be revealed to you in the title of this podcast. After nine episodes, I will take the nine best whiskeys and I'll pit them in a head-to-head three-way tournament to see which whiskey is crowned the winner of season one of Whiskey Amateurs. Let us welcome to the show, Chris. Chris, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for making some time for me today. Yeah, let's have some whiskey. Let's have some whiskey. So real quick, out of a range from 1 to 10, I've been asking every guest so far, 1 being like you're just a baby to this, you never drink whiskey, first time ever, to 10 that you're you know, an aficionado, that you're a sommelier of whiskeys. Where do you think you fall in the category? Yeah, I'm going to go with somewhere around like a 3 or a 4. A 3 or a 4. Probably. I've been telling one 4. But it was funny, my last guest gave himself an eight. He's a little bit older. He said he drank a lot of whiskey. By the end of it, we had to knock him all the way down to a two. Yeah, it, it's not like <laughs> I have a still in my backyard or something. Yeah, I mean, honestly, let's be honest. If you're not working for a distributing company, if you're not working at a bar, if you don't have some sort of classical trading, I'm assuming most people are, I just are like amateur it. category, rather. But yeah, so cool. I appreciate you being on. So first round, we're going to be drinking everything neat. So we have three glasses in front of us, A, B, and C. We have scorecards, so me and Chris are going to drink round one, A, B, and C in order, and we're going to describe to you what we're drinking, and then we're also going to score at the end of the round. Again, the score is like golf, trying to go for the lowest score in the end. All right, Chris, let's go ahead and drink A real quick. All right, let's do it. And just a reminder, folks, that we do not know what these whiskeys are. We are drinking them blindly. All right, Chris, what do you think of A? Uh, I think it's pretty good. It's got a little bit of a bite to it. That's good. Definitely taste the alcohol in it. Yeah, I think every yeah every first sip for the most part at this point of the whiskey amateurs podcast has been the first sip is always the biteiest. So I, I normally drink whiskey with a little bit of water in it. So I think ah. I'll, I'll we'll get more accustomed to it when we get to the ice round. Yes. Um, so this is this is a little new for me. Oh, okay. It might actually be the smoothest one I've ever had. It's just that I don't drink it straight. <laughs> oh, I got what you're saying. Well, when we let it water down a little bit and get a little cold, it'll help to bring out some of those notes that maybe at that point we'll yeah, okay. figure it out. Uh, so you, you said it was good. It has a little bit of bite because it doesn't have the water in it. But what do you think about flavor-wise? Any sort of profiles or anything you're liking about it? Uh, I wouldn't say that it's actually overly flavorful. No? You don't think it's flavorful? I don't think so. Okay. Anything else you'd say about it? Ah. That's it? It's, it's not smoky. Uh, it's pretty Ooh, light. All right, so bumping, <laughs> since he's already coming out the gate with these words, I'm bumping Chris up to a six on my own personal scorecard. I, I, I've read the, the Scotch quad chart. It's also not Petey. <laughs> also, Chris has been lying to us because uh, we're here at his house today, and uh, he already sent me a picture of all the whiskeys he owns. And a little unbeknownst to me, we found out that he owns a $500 bottle of whiskey. So this guy is... Uh, it's, it's only because it was discontinued in 2018. <laughs> but you said a friend gave it to you, though, he correct? He, now, he more of left it when you moved out. <laughs> oh, well, that was nice of him, yeah. Uh, so, A, for me, I, I agree with you. I think it's very smooth. 
Uh, I think it does kind of have a sharp bite to it, but it lingers, but it's not like overly powerful. Like some of these I've already had before on the podcasts, at least with A is especially, it punches you so hard. I'm be calling it the Mike Tyson punch that it just like takes over your taste buds and you can't taste anything else. But even though this had a little bit of a stronger alcohol taste, we'll be moving along and get more drunk as well. We'll probably not feel that as much, but I think it's very smooth. It's still lingering. It's still tasting on the sides of my taste buds. And I, I do quite like it. Mm-hmm. But as far as flavors are concerned, yeah, I don't know what I would do. We'll have to come back to that and see what we think. All right, let's move on to B. Let's try B at this point. Okay. By the way, cheers. Cheers. Ooh. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, that one's good. Um, I think it's very crisp. It does not powerful have that bite. Like, biting alcohol taste. I agree. That's very smooth. I also taste, and maybe this is me, honey. I feel like it has a, a strong honey note to it. Yeah, I, I want to say it's weaker, but I have I have no way of like gauging that. So most whiskeys, since I'm doing all the research on this beforehand, the minimum I've ever seen is like a 38 to 40% alcohol by volume, and it goes up from there. So everything that we're drinking, at least whiskey-wise, is a so minimum. So it's still really strong. Yeah, it just this one doesn't okay. pack a strong punch. This is a good sipping. I wouldn't add ice to this. You want to add ice I to this? I wouldn't add ice well, to this. Well, we'll this see is it. Good. Well, you won't know because here in a couple of minutes, we're going to try it with ice. And then you can tell me if you think that's a better choice or not. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it'll bring out some of the uh, the other more subtle flavors. Correct. Uh, anything else you want to, you think about the, the whiskey? No, I think you captured it pretty perfectly. I, wow. Captured it pretty perfectly. Nice. Uh, all right. Let's move on then to C. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Oh, Chris is making a nope. a nope. face. Oh no, nope. he's not liking it. <laughs> this one had a, a much much more of a bite than than A. Than A. So this one has the most bite out of the three for you. Yeah, I think one of the things that I didn't actually mention about the second one or B uh, is that it had a good smell to it. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was about uh, to say that about this one because when I put it up to my nose, I felt like I had a really strong smell, but I like the smell. Okay. But the moment I put it in my mouth, I had a different sensation to it yeah it's kind of burning my nose <laughs> uh-oh uh-oh you're not a fan of C. am taking it no not a fan of C. no too much punch in the face for you yep. well how about you go back to a real quick for me sip a now that you've had c and see if it still gives you the same punch and again you could sample b again c again you know as much of this as you want we have plenty of whiskey to go around a definitely doesn't have the same punch. See, that's the thing. It's always the first sip that there's, gives you it to you. Yeah, there's still a little bit of a punch, um, but it's not as smooth as B. I, yeah, I, I think I'd have to go with BAC if I was going to. BAC. All right, let me hit this. A up one more time for myself and see, and then I think we can determine the first round. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have as much punch, but it's still got some kick to it. Like B is very mellow to me. A's still got a strong bite to it, and C's got a strong bite to it as well. I'm going to be honest, A and C for me, it's hard. I feel like both of them, it's a lot of the alcohol feeling. Like I feel like I'm drinking something strong and a whiskey in some ways, but neither of them, I don't know. I don't feel the lingering taste now that I'm back to A, if that makes any sense. A and C is a tough one for me. I'll definitely give B though a one. B is definitely number one out the gate. Yeah, I think I like the flavor of A more than C. Okay. I, I so what's I the? I what, don't know how to describe the flavor. The flavor. Um, that's what I'm. That's what I'm stumbling on as well. And it doesn't really help as a descriptor, but I would descri- I would describe it as darker. Well, the color of A, looking at it, is darker than no, C. C. Oh, you think C? 
see. Yeah, like that's why I'm saying like visually, I don't think it helps because C is no. lighter than A, but that that C has like a darker, richer flavor to it. So, are you switching your score then? Because it oh, seems no. like you're like now still no, sticking with. I definitely prefer B A C. B A C. This is tough. Even taking water in between. I'm going to go opposite of you. I'm going to go, I agree with you on B being one. To me, I'm going with C as number two. And the only reason I'm going with C with number two is now that I've resampled A, C, A, C, I feel like, I don't know, C just seems like it's, how do I describe this? I'm with you. It's hard to describe it. Maybe this is the problem with being an amateur, right? Don't know what to say exactly. I guess to me, I like that quick bite. I like how it's over with A. I think it's lingering. So to me, I'm going to put C as number two and A as number three. Oh, I see, okay. All right, so now we're going to go ahead and add ice to the glasses and see how we go from there. Now we're adding ice to it. Uh, from our last, our first episode, we learned that two ice cubes was too much. It ended up watering it down. So me and Chris have just only added one ice cube to our whole set. So Chris, you had a question for me about something? Yeah, so clearly I haven't uh, heard or listened to the previous podcast, Yeah, but... Um, are, are A, B, and C, as you're doing this, always the same whiskey? No, no. Uh, so, I've, uh, I, as I mentioned in the beginning, we have 36 whiskeys. Okay. So, I'm choosing three different whiskeys. They are straight whiskeys or rye, no bourbons, or um, specialty blends, limited edition, small batches if I could stay away from it. It's just really based off what I can find when I'm out shopping for things. Again, I try to stick with uh, a lower, a medium, and an upper-graded whiskey. Because mm-hmm. I kind of want to see, like, is a lower-graded whiskey sometimes better than a more expensive whiskey? I mean, is it worth going out and spending $80 to $100 to buy that bottle? Or could the $10 whiskey, like our last podcast, beat out a $40 or $50 bottle like it did? Absolutely. And and I guess also, to be clear, the, the A, B, and C ordering has nothing to do with the, the, the value price of the or whiskey. value or anything. No. So what's happened is I've pre-purchased 36 whiskeys from all around the world. So there's certain countries. I think you already know this. But just for our listeners, there's Canada, U.S., Ireland, and Japan are primarily the main countries that produce whiskey in large volume for the masses that you can find out there on the market. So I have a mix-up. So we could right now be drinking one American, one Canadian, and one Irish whiskey, and I wouldn't know. Because, again, I have 36 bottles I've pre-purchased. Give my wife a couple credentials for when she selects them. She blindly fill, or she doesn't blindly, but I blindly don't know because she fills three different containers with the whiskey and just labels it A, B, and C. And then all I know from what I've told her is that she just needs to choose by by price make okay. sure that there's not all expensive whiskeys because i again want to try to see if there's that determination but at this point it's just mixing them up and then i don't know the only thing i know is i know which 36 i have but what i'm drinking i don't know gotcha in front okay. of me so i think that's kind of the cool thing about this podcast is that the idea is when you go out you don't know what to buy you know it is is buying the 50 dollar bottle worth it or is buying the discounted or clearance 20 dollar bottle or 10 dollar bottle or the bottom shelf whiskey really worth your bang for the buck yeah sure i i found that in a lot of things where the, the more expensive it is it's just kind of a marginal improvement over whatever the, the middle of the road value um but yeah no you're right like and it's it's even more like um in your face when you're in a store that sells just liquor or just beer that you have such a wide selection and I have no idea what to buy. That seems to be a, a reasonable price. I'm just going to pull it off the shelf, and hopefully I like it. Or yeah. go something that I know with. Exactly. Or that I know that I like. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll be finding that here out right now. So let's go ahead and try A and see what we think. All right, let's you do ready it. ready to go? Let's yeah, do sure. it. Cheers, by the way. Cheers. So thoughts? Still has a little bit of a bite to it. Okay. A lot less. Um, the flavor hasn't changed substantially. For you? It's, it's much easier to drink. Much easier to drink. Any sort of profiles, flavor notes, anything else coming out for you? I have absolutely no idea. No idea? That's fine. <laughs> uh, to me, I know I mentioned this about number two, but I think this time around I feel like it's a little sweeter with the ice for me. The bite's gone down, but a sweetness has now kind of enveloped a little bit for me in my palate, and it's kind of coated my tongue a little bit more, and that's what I think I'm tasting, whatever honey or sweetness that might be coming from it. Because normally it seems like molasses is used a lot, honeys are used a lot with... Um, whiskeys didn't you describe yourself as a four a four <laughs> well again the thing is that i got maybe tied of a head legs up because i, think I need to adjust myself you down need to adjust there. yourself down a little so, bit it, it does still have that that longer term taste to it right yeah uh i, I don't want to call it a longer lasting bite because it, that's not really what it is but yeah there is a longer like lingering taste to it gotcha but the bite is still in the beginning that kind of tyson punch like i said and then after that, it lingers down for it's you. Like an amateur boxer now. Oh, it's an amateur boxer now. We're, <laughs> we're watching the preliminary fights before the big uh, exactly. the Mike Tyson. Yeah, so I, I think it's a little bit better with the ice in it. So I definitely would recommend A with a little bit of ice. Um, any other thoughts about A before we move on to B? Uh, I like it better with ice. You like it better with ice. Well, you said already that you drink most of your whiskey with a little bit of water. So this should be a little bit more in your ballpark of uh, drinking whiskey i guess straight or neat no i guess it's not neat but you know the way that you drink it in comparison like doing a whiskey sour or like a coke and whiskey or something where you practically just lose the whiskey flavor and you're just going for alcohol for the most part i try not to mix whiskeys try not to like you don't do mixers when you drink whiskey so like if you go into a bar for chris chris will order if he wants a mixer if it's if it's good whiskey i'm not mixing it Copy. Well, what I consider good whiskey. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So that's the so, conversation I have yet to have on this podcast. Would you go to a bar? How much would you willing to normally buy for a shot for whiskey? And then at a certain point, if they say like, oh, you know, let's say we're choosing, uh, like I know uh, Jameson came out recently with like their limited edition, like IPA or their um, cold brew or some of the other ones. It's not that much more of a bump up, but I'm just saying using that for an example if you choose something that's specialty like that i think i was like oh it's ten dollars a shot eleven dollars a shot are you willing to pay that money or are you just like oh that's too much for you so it's funny you mention it okay uh one of my friends and i actually went out to a local bar and uh we did something very similar to this which actually is what you described as other people doing yeah uh, we did a blind taste test of two whiskeys oh really uh that i thought was silly and way overpriced but we did it okay um I think it was, oh man, I'm gonna butcher this. It was it was two um, pappies. Okay, I don't know what a pappies is, but that's okay. Pappy. Well, f- maybe some of my Van listeners Winkle. will look it up. Okay, They'll, somebody should know what it is. Pappy Van um, Winkle. I think I've heard of that name before. Like I've yet to see it. I but. think it was a seven year, and I think it was a ten year. Okay. Um, I may have been drinking at the time for most of the day, <laughs> but that's true. It was cool. So. Very similar to this, uh, you know, my friend said, oh, you guys have this whiskey? I want to do a blind taste test. I found out that it was $25 a shot for the cheaper Oof. one yeah. and 35 for the more expensive one. I was like, dude, 
this is way too expensive. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to pay for it if it's good. Uh, I think the, the most I've ever spent on a shot was about 67, somewhere around the 70 range. Wow. Uh, which is way too much. And I only found out about it after I had already taken it. Yeah, that's the hard thing, too, is nine times out of ten, you don't think to ask. And then your bill comes, and you're like, what did I just effing do? You know what I mean? So then I have a question for you. Out of the three examples that you just gave of you bought a seven to ten year and some ridiculous... Do you remember what the $70 shot was? No, no. I I, I picked it off a menu, and they said, sure, here you go. Gotcha. That or they recommended it. Either way, like... It was That's just a name, right? Yeah. And I had no idea what it was, and I thought it was okay, right? It's very, it, it would fit in with this blind taste testing. Well, so the, my question then that I was going to ask you was, was it worth it in the end? Was when you paid that $35 for that initial shot, did you taste it and go, man, that was worth the $35 I just spent on it? Yeah, I think so. It was? Now, yeah. you, did you ever try to buy that bottle then after the fact? No, I looked it up, um, and I think the I think the bottle was... I'm hoping that it was a different bottle, but I think the bottle is like a six or seven hundred dollar bottle, and that's that's not something that I want to spend my money on. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'd love to be able to sample that during this podcast, but since right now all this is pro bono, out of my pocket, no sponsorship, nothing coming in for free, it's really hard for me to yep. be like, yeah, let's try this five hundred, seven hundred, and thousand dollar bottle blindly and see. Because even if I do the the tasting portion like we're doing today, which is normally comes down to about three to four shots that mm-hmm. I'm bringing. I'm left with this huge bottle. And like last week, for example, and I'm not dismissing this, it might be a tasty whiskey for other people, but I was really excited about this whiskey called Tin Cup. Mm-hmm. I've seen it a million times on the shelves. It looked, the bottle and the packaging is pretty. It comes with a metal little tin cup that's actually a shot glass for you. Thought that was going to win. I was excited after I found out about it because I knew when I was buying it off the shelf, I was like, oh, I can't wait to try this. It was our lowest scored one. The most expensive last week. Not only oh, got no. beat by the best or the cheapest one i think it was our third place winner but now i'm i'm sitting at home with this after the fact i'm like damn it what am i gonna do with this well you're just gonna have to drink it 40 dollar bottle of whiskey that i don't need afterwards you know what i mean so i'm yeah. willing to give it away just if someone wants it that's a friend or yourself or anybody else that's like you know i don't feel bad partying with it but again that's why again i started this podcast is because like I'd be upset if I went to the liquor store, was all excited about it, kind of like a kid coming home from Christmas with this bottle of whiskey. I sit down, maybe put a good movie on or have some friends over and open this up. And it's just like, we're all like, Ugh, can't yeah, stand it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it takes a little while to find something that you really like. Um, and even even there's, there's some like distilleries that uh, that I've found that I really like. And I'll just kind of go to them. And even within a like the same distillery, they have a very wide selection of, of tastes and flavors that yeah. some of them I like and some of them I don't. If, yeah. I, if I had a bad one to begin with, I probably wouldn't go back. Well, eventually what I'd like to get to would be that distillery level. But I think at the same time, the way that I formatted this, it's going to be kind of hard because why would I go to a distillery, try their top three sellers, right? And then none of them are good. Or like I'll be ranking them. So there'll be one that will be good. But if we're trashing it while I'm doing this podcast or move Oops. on to video into it, yeah. It kind Maybe of you just s- don't give away the name. Well, <laughs> so what's... Well, I'll be like, hey, we're at so-and-so distillery, you know, probably be some sort of co-sponsorship and, you know, have them out in front of us. But that's one thing that makes it really, really hard. And I hate about the social media error is nine times out of 10, you see these videos that are posted online or where they're given free products. And I never feel like they're really willing to go there all. 
and say that they don't like something. Yeah, I, I think there's value in giving honest feedback about a product. There's a lot of value, and I think it doesn't happen very, very frequently. Well, um, that, that's the reason why. And you certainly won't find that kind of a review sponsored by the product generally. True, but what a lot of times happened, I think it's more like the tech videos that I, I've seen. Like if I'm wanting to review like a new keyboard, is that's what happens is they'll get it, right? They'll be like, oh, I was just given this uh, new you know, pair of headphones, let's say. And even though it might suck. They'll say, oh, it's okay headphones, but they won't just be like, this is a piece of trash. I hate it. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit my head. This is the issue I have with it because they're just afraid of burning that bridge where I feel like it's so hard for honesty to happen or like this doesn't give the full story or the other flip side when they're the fake ones, like the boyfriend prank ones or the girlfriend prank ones that are out there. But those really upset me as well because it's like, it's so, it's so made up. Why are they getting 4 million, 5 million, 10 million views for something that's so fake? And then they're getting paid for it. Not that I don't think yeah, don't that wait, it's not Don't waste fun, my time with that kind of stuff. But don't Absolutely. waste my time. And then, unfortunately, they're making tens of thousands of dollars off of content that isn't real. Yep. And people are just clickbaiting it. I think the, the last honest review that I, I saw, um, I recently got into 3D printing. Okay. And Do you own a 3D printer, by the way? Don't I do. Interrupt. And there's a, there's a ton of different printers out there with a ton of different... Um, enhancements that you can make to it you can just print them out um there's just a like a wealth of information and the there's one site that i i actually finally found that gave honest reviews and showed you know the the positive and the negative things about the the various printers that they had experience with to include actually breaking one of them and they, they showed this live and said you know this is what happened this is how we fixed it um and clearly i don't think the manufacturer is going to be super excited about somebody showing them you know breaking their device yeah but you kind of have to have enough momentum and enough viewers and enough things going on that you have the ability to present something in a negative light but then also show the positives and i i think the the videos and the the content creator that i was watching had enough velocity in that direction to be able to say yeah look we broke it but it works gotcha right. do you know who that content creator was uh no i was about to <laughs> we just shout out to him i, don't I know think it was i think it was 3d printing nerd Okay, so There's, shout out to 3D Printing Nerd, but that's who it is. How are uh, you joining your uh, 3D printing experience, by the way? I've never met anyone that's owned an actual home 3D printer. Oh, man, the, the learning curve is pretty steep, but it's it's a lot of fun. I, I now feel like comfortable with, with creating things in Fusion 360, um, and I, I think I have my printer pretty well dialed in so I can just kind of turn it on and print. That's cool. Uh, and things usually turn out okay yeah. well what's the coolest thing you made on your 3d printer oh okay so i bought these little security cameras um and i wanted an, an interior wall corner mount okay uh and they don't make them so that's that was my my initial thing really Said, all right i'm not going to buy a printer until i've actually designed uh something that i want to print okay and that interior corner wall mount was the thing that i had designed wow and i said all right so now that i have a design i need to actually make it real and i'm not going to pay somebody else to do this and you know at this point i might as well just go ahead and get the printer and 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 make it and hopefully it works so how hard is it to handle the software because i'm assuming you have to make the 3d item yourself and then it copies that right yeah so fusion 360 is like a a cad software um, that you kind of have to learn and unless you're already loosely familiar with it which i have no background in in cad uh, very similar to doing podcasts uh i just hey let's do it yeah um a lot of youtube tutorial nights exactly 
so I spent a lot of time watching YouTube to include the, the 3D printing nerd guy and his review on various printers and other people's reviews on, on various printers. Um, and they've mixed in a little bit of how-tos about how to use the software. Yeah. Uh, so I think it took me about 16 hours to, to be able to go from like concept to, all right, I think I can actually print something that's usable. Yeah, with the uh, that's the same thing that's going on with me right now with this whole podcasting thing. Is it just Like I said, the brainstorm for this came out, and I've had a lot of time available. And the thing about right now is there's a lot of people doing podcasting as well, so like buying this stuff took a little bit of time because I had to buy bits and pieces from different places because not everywhere has everything you need like normal because everything's on back order. Like there's certain things like these microphones. I bought the last two. Oh, wow. So 3D printing has the same problem. This is one of those things where you do at home. It's a socially distanced thing, and a lot of people want to do it. So what the, what you are actually printing with is some sort of polymer, right? In my case, yeah. it's PLA. And they're, what is PLA? Oh, man. Uh, well, I, is it a, like a resin? Is it a plastic? It's a plastic. It, okay, gotcha. Um, and there's kind of a shortage of it, or at least there there was. Okay. It's difficult to find. It got a little bit more expensive. Kind of like the TP crisis of March, April, May. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Can't find any paper towels or toilet paper. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I just got lucky, and, and a store around here happened to have a shipment come in nice. the day that I went to go buy some. Yeah, so you're just like randomly walking in, and boom, right it is. Exactly. Right there. There's a wall full of it when online it says they don't have any. That's how toilet paper felt like for the longest time is like... You'd walk in and be like, oh, just tackle some old grandma to grab the last roll. Not that I actually did that, but it just felt like that, that you're like, you know, sitting in the shelf. You're like, I got to grab this before the next yeah, person no, it's does. just a crazy, crazy world that we live in. I was at a Walmart when the second time I picked up toilet paper, and it was like that. Like, literally, the Walmart person was opening the box, and as they were opening the box with this box cutter in their hand, people were just, like, diving in on it. And I was, like, just waiting for someone to just, like, get stabbed or cut. Fortunately, no one did, but I was just like, Jesus, this is crazy. But yeah, so podcasting feels the same where it's like I've been spending nights after night after night learning how to do things, what to do. I mean, editing, software, all this other stuff. I mean, it's fun, though. It feels rewarding right now being a part of this. And I imagine that your 3D printing probably feels the exact same way. Yep. So do you feel awesome? After this podcast, you'll have to show me this uh, wall-mounted camera thing that you did. I have all kinds of weird widgets that I've printed out. (sighs) I love people that get into these Actually, right behind me. Oh, okay. He's a... reaching for it now and showing it to me yeah oh so, wow this is cool so uh i i didn't have the time to go to a store and the the local bike store closed it was down the street and i needed a tire level lever to change a bike tire that's what i was about to ask this that what so, this was or whatever uh it took me a little bit less than an hour to make one and uh it works well it looks good chris did an amazing job so maybe after this if anyone wants to reach out to me to reach out to chris he can start 3d printing you guys Oh no! (laughs) All right, I won't. I won't. I won't. Don't don't reach out to me then. Chris does not want to three D print right now. So, but after maybe another year, you know, there there are a lot of people that have a lot more experience. Oh, whatever. This is how you start your side hustle. This is all right. So shout out to Chris right now for his three D printing skills. He'll be there in the next year. Watch out for him. He might be making stuff and trinkets for you. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Hey man, I think it's always great to have something that you love, and if you can make money off of it, why not? You know, never expect it. But if it happens, mm-hmm. why not take it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. So we went like way off course from this. We haven't even drank B yet. So before this stuff warms up, let's move on to, to B real quick. So yeah, let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. So any thoughts? Interesting. The flavor definitely changed a little yeah. bit. See, that's the thing that I like about going from the neat to the ice is it t- definitely changes. 
So to me, I don't think I'd like it as much. I feel like that sweetness and that kind of nice aroma and flavor that we had before when it was clean really just kind of mellowed that out. And now I taste the alcohol, but I don't taste anything other than that. I still taste a tad bit of honey, but I feel like that's what got diluted, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I think B actually went downhill. The honey or the sweet flavor or whatever it was is, when it was is now muted. Uh, it, I think it actually has a little bit more of a bite. Uh, or at least it's it's more pronounced and you just couldn't you couldn't tell that when you were drinking it and comparing it to to a and c earlier i agree so shall we move on to c and then we'll maybe double back since we took a little bit of time resample and give ourselves a score for i may have cheated and already tried a again oh yeah you can can go back to a c b whatever you want (laughs) yeah you're fine all right so uh sip a little bit of water then we're gonna move on to c so cheers to you chris for c let's do it cheers I'm hoping this uh, glass tinging is working in the background. I haven't gone back and listened to we'll the last find out podcast. Soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. I think C stepped up for me in this round. It definitely still has bite or the, the, the punch, the amateur punch, since it has a little bit of water in it. But yeah. I feel like it comes at the end. I agree with you. I think uh, I think more a lot more of the flavors come out in C. I still have no idea how to describe the flavors. How to describe the flavors. Yeah, that's the boggling part for me, too. And, you know, with the lightning round coming up, you're going to get a decision. So we're going to cheat real quick. And I'm like, I need some like like, cards on a wall with like flavor descriptors. Well, that's what. So this one I'm going to give to you after this is you're going to get a choice for round uh, three, the lightning round, as I call it, of taste versus nose on this one. Nose is the first time I've done it, but I've done taste and price before. But this time will be taste versus nose. So I'll let you have the decision when we get to round three, where either we'll, I'll read the description of the taste, we'll sip it, we'll figure out how much of the flavors we're actually tasting, or the nose, we'll just do the opposite with smelling instead of tasting. Now, can you smell C? Because I think B was like overpowering or something. On its own, you think because of the proximity of the glasses that it's no, overpowering? No, no, no. I think it's like after having a drink from B. Nope. I think after having a drink from B. Yeah. C, I kind of just lost the the smell to it. Well, well, you can take a little bit of break in between too if you decide to go with the nose smell and okay. give ourselves a little bit of time, or maybe if you want to, we can grab. I think coffee is a good determinant. Like I know they do that with wine. Can try it. We can do that. But again, it'll be your decision on third <laughs> round if you want to do taste versus nose. And since you're not tasting anything in C or A, what I've learned though is when you do taste, what's real interesting, but I do kind of want to try nose, is after you tell somebody what it's supposed to taste like, all of a sudden by having that knowledge beforehand, you can actually taste it. Does that make sense? It seems Absolutely. weird. It seems odd because you don't know. Like we don't know how to describe these, right? Mm-hmm. But once you're like, oh, that's what is really yep. kind of interesting. Yeah, there's a name for that. I don't remember what it is, but I mean tasting. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like the you, you you have now led somebody to a conclusion that they could have arrived at by themselves, but never would have. Really, I've never heard of that. We'll have to look it up, and maybe I'll add it to the podcast for the next episode, or sure, put it in the comments or Facebook or wherever I need to add this to. But I think we should real quick go back through A, B, and C, resample it, even though Chris is sipping as I'm talking, and uh, figure out which ones we like. But I will say that the bigger surprise for all three of these was B definitely changed the most from being our first favorite with the ice. It's completely a different whiskey almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other I, ones I had definitely agree. Similar are slight variances, but C or B rather was the most change after adding ice. So do you know what you want to score since you've been sampling before B? 
Recently, oh, I was brother. I was comparing like the various things that we, know, Chris, we were we were just talking yeah. about. Yeah, well, Chris is being hardcore. He's like going in between his teeth. He's gargling. He's swishing on his side. He's, whoa, being, whoa. he's being nice to pull his head away so you guys don't sound <laughs> you know like he's at the dentist office right now. But uh, I mean, I I can lean in and do it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, Authenticity. But yeah, some of the things that you're talking about kind of made me go back and think about. Like, oh, okay, all right. So, what am I getting out of this? Right? Is yeah. what's what is the the flavor as I'm drinking it? What is the flavor after you know a couple seconds? And then can I can I smell a difference between them? So, out of all the three guests I've had so far, I definitely want to say that I do want to put you in the higher ranking, even though that you gave yourself because I feel like you're being very analytical about this, and I'm enjoying the experience with you because. I feel like most people are just kind of like, yeah, I feel this, I feel that. And I think that's what I want to do. But at the same time, it's very interesting to see more of an analytical thinker like yourself going through the process and like multi-sipping and retesting and comparison uh, it's, for yourself right It's just right part now. of what I do. That's awesome. <laughs> well, what do you do, by the way, uh, work-wise? Uh, I'm a software to... engineer. So I'm assuming with software engineering, there's a lot of that that goes along uh, with yeah. it? Yeah, a lot of a lot of critical thinking analysis and like trying to figure out what's going on and, and what's what. I gotcha. So this is, yeah, that's, so that's the approach that has bled from his personal life into his whiskey experience today. All right, so any thoughts yet? You, have a, you at least have a, a one right now, a first winner out of the three? Uh, it, it's really tough. Really? That ice really made the difference I feel for like you. the ice made the difference. It's, it's tough. All right, I'm resampling B. Chris has gone back through ABC about twice now. I'm working on a third here. <laughs> working on a third here. We got to be drinking the water in between. That will help cleanse your palate as well. Oh, so now, now I'm just doing it wrong. <laughs> no, I just find it to be easy for myself. I'd say we do beer, but at the same time, I think that would change the flavors. But also, secondly, we'd probably be under the table before we even got to the lightning round. Oh, yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> small amounts. Small yeah, small amounts. amounts. Like I said, I'm only really bringing about four to five shots. So really, if you're thinking about it, I never really, we never have yet in the podcast yet finished it all the way down. So I'd say after podcast, you're about two shots in between the three. But it's also mixing. But it's at least still in the same category. You're still in whiskey. It's not like you go to a bar and you're like, let's get a rum and coke. And then you're like, let's do a, a JMO. And then like, so like, I love tequila. And you're like on the tequila. So by like the fourth drink after you probably had a beer to start with you're mixed three into your belly and it's just this hodgepodge of you know terribleness in your stomach yeah i, I don't really do a whole lot of mixed drinks anymore yeah i'm we're at that age at this point where you can't do it anymore maybe in my mid-20s i was able to but i want to say when i hit 27 i started to really feel the difference about what i could handle and couldn't handle interestingly enough now like if i'm gonna do a mixed drink it's probably gonna be some frozen fruity drink it sounds really weird I get it, but it's it's just the flavor, right? Yeah, and that's normally on vacation as well. Yeah, uh, last time I had one was in Key West. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. That's what they sell. That's that's their bread and butter. Is that little spinny? Uh... You go get your grape ape. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they sell that what the little spinny uh, margarita mix machine mm -hmm. that shows like the blue, the white, the red, the orange, green, or whatever. And pretty much they just pull the handle back. A lot of ice flavor and sugar and liquor and that's how you wind up with like seven pina coladas later with yeah. the, the little rum topper things and it's it's a bad story after that yeah but the one thing that's nice about those those aren't ever really too terrible in price if you're not somewhere where they gouge them and you can have seven of those comparison to having one seventy dollar shot and some oh, yeah. whiskey bar <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah fair enough fair enough yeah <laughs> But that's not a deterrent for not listening to this. We want you to be able to listen so you can, you There's, know, they're two very buy the right $70. <laughs> yeah. 
Key West, you're just that guy sitting at the pool drinking your $70 shot to get, or uh, whiskey, rather. But I feel like if you're that guy, you're the guy that kind of has like a little belly, you're just laying back, you know, a couple buttons down, just kind of taking the scenery in because you've already got that point in your life where you're just like, eh, can't do the sugary drinks anymore. It's also not something that I'd make at home. Right, that that oh, requires a lot of work. You got to have a blender. You have to have all the ingredients. Whereas I I know what I'm getting with whiskey. True. Right. I I can I can take a bottle that I like or take a new bottle and experiment, and I can I can pour out a shot or what I think is a shot. It's very rare that I measure it, and I know what I'm getting. Like I, I think you already said, the alcohol content for whiskey is somewhere on like thirty or forty percent, and forty forty five percent. Oh, 45 percent. Yeah. Yeah. See, amateur. Um, <laughs> And, Bad listener. Yeah. <laughs> That's also true. Helps if I write things down. Um, but yeah, I know what I'm getting. Yeah. Right. And I don't have to spend a half an hour, 45 minutes going through the hassle of making some weird mixed drink and then cleaning up the mess. Afterwards. Well, the other thing too is when you go to those things, normally they just buy in like some huge bulk and they just get like the pre-made stuff that you see at the store. Mm-hmm. You can do it that way. But you want to be authentic nine times out of ten. You don't see people that are using real coconut, real pineapple, real fruit and stuff. They're just a bunch of ice, a bunch of, you know, Everclear, and then just like some sort of pina colada mix that the bar manager bought. They just mix it at night or the morning before, and it's not real half the time. You'll be lucky if there's like real pineapple juice or some sort of mango juice that they put in there as well, orange juice or something. But nine times out of ten, there's nothing really that good in there. Yep. Yep. There is, uh, if you do enjoy watching that, I think it's called, I'll have to double check and tell you later. And for anyone listening, they might know, but I think it's like the crazy bartender or the tipsy bartender or something, but it's like this Caribbean guy and he'll like grab these like 10, 15 gallon jugs and he'll do like four bottles of Everclear and he's just like holding them up in it. And then he's like four bottles of tequila and he teaches how to make mixed drinks, but he does it at this crazy level where in the end he makes 10 or 15 gallons because he'll add like a whole like thing of like a whole watermelon he'll add in there. So he'll chop it up and put it in there. He'll chop up like a whole bag of oranges and put it in there. So like it's really hardcore from the standpoint, but it always makes you laugh because it looks really good. But I'm like, man, what's this guy do afterwards? It's like the Everclear, real Everclear? Maybe it's just water? Hopefully he has a lot of friends. Yeah, or I need to make friends with this guy. I have him on my podcast in like season two or season three so I can get him uh, to be my new friend and then just start partying with him because like... Yeah, when, you're, when your crazy. side hobby is making drinks for like wedding parties, <laughs> yeah, I'm it's, interested. It's a good gig. Oh, I had a, I had a summer job where I was a bartender um, and we traveled for doing festival work. Okay. So we go to different festivals that would hire us and we'd set up our bar there, make limited mixed drinks, sell some beer as well, and then break down. But that's what we did beforehand is most of our stuff was pre-made, but we'd pre-make it ourselves the day before or that day when we showed up. So nice. So yeah, that was kind of the gig but that was always fun as well because people would be always happy and getting drunk and having fun and drinking these things and coming back for more and like well it's a good time <laughs> plus you get to see a bunch of live music so that was always a good time too yeah definitely all right so chris i think decision I, time we need to make a decision i, I we think i have lightning round to go i think i've settled all right let's go chris think, let's go i for think me i'm gonna first. go with in order alphabetic order here uh abc you're blowing my mind because i was actually going to do the same thing I okay. think ABC was mine as well. Okay. So we're going one, two, three apiece. So I should have written it down first and, and, and proved it to you. <laughs> Afterwards. <laughs> well, it's funny. So the guy I had last podcast, I, I love this guy. His name's Charlie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Charlie. Uh, 
it was funny. He thought he knew beforehand what the whiskeys were when we first were going through round A. As in he's had them before? Yeah, he had them before because he oh. gave himself an eight as a score. Remember I okay. told you before he gave himself an eight. So I challenged him to write on the back of his scorecard uh, whatever whiskey he thought it was. So at the end of it was fun because he'd be like, I was like, all right, Charlie, what do you think A is? And he was like, I think this is so-and-so. I'm like, it's this. He's like, no. And he like, got like real <laughs> upset because he thought he had it down or whatever. And it was just really fun. So. Yeah, that's what I like about doing this. It's just outside of having a great conversation yep. with people like yourself, even though I, I know you a little bit. But I'm getting to know you more through this podcast, and people are getting to know about us as well. And the whiskey, obviously. Is that, uh, yeah, that there's just, you never know. It's spontaneous how this is going to roll there, out. Yeah, there happen. is no way I'd be able to identify whiskey. Even if you pull bottles off my shelf and you put them down in, in a blind taste testing, I don't think I could tell the difference. Really? So you don't have one like go to whiskey or two go to whiskeys or anything? The problem is that they're substantially similar. Like, yeah, I could distinguish between them. Um, so I have like a really smoky one. Yeah. That that would be like a clear, like, yeah, I know what that is. Okay. But well, there see, are other if ones I, if where I it's... put that in here, maybe, unbeknownst that you knew that, that there could have been a chance that you could have been like, wait, I think I know what this is, sort of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I think I think other distilleries do it too. Oh. Um, so it would be hard to say that like this is this whiskey from this distillery. Gotcha. I, I know this whiskey. Gotcha. I'd be like, oh, this tastes a lot like one that I've had, and I'm pretty sure it's that bottle over there, but I would not bet any money on it. <laughs> well, I'm not betting any money, so if you think one of these is that, you're more than welcome to take a guess. Oh, I have yep, no idea. Well, for me, I'm not a huge whiskey drinker. I'm more of the bourbon type, which will probably be season two for me, but um, my go-to is Wild Turkey. I don't know what it is about Wild Turkey. I like like the aroma, the taste, Interesting. The, the flavor, the smokiness to it. I mean, it's not the most expensive bourbon that's out there but i think it's a solid bourbon so what would you give yourself on your your one to ten or zero to ten scale for bourbon for bourbon versus i might whiskey? give uh, myself a five five and a half i would have put myself up to a six because i drink more bourbon than i do whiskey that's why i put myself higher okay i've had more experience with it and like i'm saying i would definitely know not a hundred percent that i could be like oh i think this is a lot tricky i think this is a lot tricky <laughs> But with that being said, I'll probably be wrong when season two happens. So listen for that. And then right, secondly, because um, I won't know. I mean, I'll probably buy the 36. My wife will throw it in on episode blah, 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 blah. And then I'll be like, holy crap. You know, I don't. I know this whiskey. I thought I knew this bourbon. whiskey and it's not. And I'll be like, oh, my God, I look at an asshole. So I have to ask. Yeah. Did he get any of them right? No, he got none of them right. Okay. Actually, I was right. And I got C right that episode. And we had uh, Jack Daniels. And I, I guess Jack Daniels and got it right. Okay. So I, I know I can't identify any of these. Can you identify any of these? At this point, I have zero idea. I don't think I've ever tasted any of these before. And again, okay. I'm buying a lot of things that I don't know as well to help try to keep myself yeah, sure. out of it as well. But I mean, I did buy some of the classics like JMO, for example. So I have straight Jameson. So whenever that episode comes up, maybe myself and hopefully the guests... Well, one of us will know what it is, but I could be wrong. We, we might not just ever We know. might have it today. We might have it today, and I like <laughs> it might come through. Yeah, I don't know. It could be today. I just feel like today, out of the whiskeys I've had, I've never had any of these before, especially B, for example. I'm excited to find out what B is. Yeah, B is very interesting. It I, is. I think that second round was very surprising. Yeah, and that's what's so crazy, again, is once you add ice, it changes it completely. Mm -hmm. So, All right, so Chris, we're moving to round three. Have you thought any more about your decision? Are we doing nose or taste? And real quick, if we do ever have a tiebreaker, so I thought people might want to know, since I have two cards, we can always use the second card to determine 
for the tiebreaker if we have a, a score that ties by a chance. Okay. But taste versus nose, what do you want to do? I, I think taste. Taste is what you want to go with? I think taste. All I right. mean, but it, I'm, I'm, I'm open to, to either. You're open to what now? I'm open to either. You're open to either. All right, so round three, we are going to go with the lightning round. And with the lightning round, we are going to do taste. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so let's clear our glasses and move on to taste. All right, so opening up the taste card now, let's see. For A is candied dried orange peel with notes of clove and nutmeg, lingering hints of walnut and brown sugar to finish. So for A, again, it's candied dried orange peel with notes of clove and nutmeg, lingering hints of walnut and brown sugar to finish. So why don't we go ahead and sip A again and see if we taste any of these notes. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Round three. All right. Oof. Now that we're back to it being straight again. Yeah. We're, <laughs> or neat, rather. We are back to no ice. No it ice. It still has that kick. Oof. Well, that's the problem with the kick being so strong. Are we tasting any of the descriptions? All right. I'm handing him the card real quick. Gotta... So the way I did this last time when someone did taste was if we taste it, I'll check mark it. If we don't, we don't. And then I'll... If there's 10 descriptions, let's say, we taste 6 of 10, that gives us a score of 60 because it's 6 out of 10 things that you can taste, right? So sometimes maybe having less description is better, I think. But if you think that you made something that tastes like all this, then it should taste like all this, right? I want to like make a salad and be like, add chicken to it and not say there's chi chicken in it, right? Yeah, that would be a texture thing for me, though. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's that's definitely chicken. Well, I, then I, I like guess this is, this is very difficult. Dr. Um, Pepper. All right, well, you're cheating ahead. We should be reading B or C at my point. I'm not, I'm not, right, I'm right, not, right. I'm not reading B or C. I'm not <laughs> cheating. That's okay. I'm just giving you crap. Uh, all right, so A. Let's. Uh, so I don't. I don't think I can. I can't extract one of those things. Really? So you don't taste any orange peel? Let's go through. Do you taste orange peel or clove or nutmeg when sipping this? Let's go through it just kind of block by block. I think of those of that entire list. Orange peel would be the only thing that I could actually say, like, okay. yeah, I know what this tastes like. But, I mean, you've had clove, and, I mean, clove not as much, but nutmeg, for example. I mean, we're close to fall, where nutmeg and cinnamon almost pop uh, I'm, I'm all aware. the time. I know, but what I'm trying to say <laughs> is, like, we've tested, tasted these things before, so if you don't think you can taste nutmeg, then I understand, but I'm just saying it should be a, a familiar taste. Like, the one thing that was hard last time was, like, they said sherry. I've never tasted sherry before. So it's hard oh, for me to be like, oh, yeah, that tastes like sherry. But if I've never had it before, I think that's kind of hurts. Sherry is something that I could be like, oh, yeah, this tastes like sherry. Well, we didn't taste it. But <laughs> and Charlie had understood Gary? Not sherry. <laughs> but he had tasted it before. And he didn't taste it. But I've never had it. But I didn't taste anything extra. All right. So you're I, thinking orange peel. I, I, I think if it twist I, my arm, I, I, I might say orange peel. All right. Orange peel. I agree. I, I, I can feel taste like the it's, orange peel. It's difficult. So no clove, definitely clove. I do not taste. Uh, yeah, uh, and is it like some sort of walnut? Also? Nutmeg. All right, so we'll go through the first three. So the first three were orange peel, clove, and nutmeg. And you know what? I want to say I taste the nutmeg because you know what that pop is? It's nutmeg. That bite isn't really. I don't think it's maybe the alcohol. I don't like nutmeg. Well, have you had nutmeg before? I, that's like what, on I don't um, know. that's why I'm saying I, I can't I can't recognize that flavor. Gotcha. Well, I was about to say like nutmeg on. Uh, I always. Do sometimes uh, in winter I'll do like the hot toddy with um, help me here eggnog and then I'll do the sprinkling of nutmeg on there. But when you do the sprinkling of nutmeg, it normally gives it that strong kind of bitter pop. Yeah, taste. I don't think I've had that. 
Really? So yeah. the problem is, is that you never really drink the, or had enough nutmeg in your life that you can say yeah, that you exactly. feel it. Well, I'm going to go with nutmeg, so that gives it a half a point for that. But what about the other things? Walnut or brown sugar to finish? Is there a sweetness to the end or a walnut flavoring to the finish of it? When you let it just kind of you know, maybe keep it on our tongue and try it? Or wait till a couple seconds pass and see if you taste either of those two things. Yeah, honestly, without the uh, the ice cube, it's it's a pretty strong bite. All right, so why don't we put an ice cube in for you, if you want? Okay. Go back yeah, and put an that. ice cube in there, and then we'll see if that helps you out a little bit. So I have no problem with cube. that. Yeah, go grab an ice cube. Sounds good to me. All right, so we'll hold off on A. Right now, we do taste the pre-orange peel and i'm tasting the nutmeg chris if you want to why don't you bring an ice cube for me as well i appreciate it and we're gonna ice this down and see if it changes it and we can taste any of these other notes real quick for it and then we'll move on to b next and when chris is ready we'll go on with b and see how we feel about that so for the audience out there b right now is supposed to be a soft light sweet and a little bit of oak to it so soft light sweet and then a little bit of oak on b so even though i was like oh i taste honey in there that he even put a honey they said sweet but they didn't weren't descriptive of what the sweetness came from yeah i can't remember how i described it but that that sounds well, very similar to what i described it as when i first had it Boom. not well, when i had it with ice though so let's try it neat if you need to we can add ice back to it and maybe it'll be a little bit cooled and watered down by the time we get back to it. But let's go ahead and sample B and see if we taste soft, light, sweet, and a little bit of oak. So let's go. Cheers to that, Chris. Cheers. Thoughts, impressions. He's he's mulling it over people. He's smelling it. Definitely now. soft, light, and sweet. Boom. Soft, light, and sweet. Boom for Chris. I do think it's light. I don't really know how to describe soft. I mean, I guess if it doesn't have a, a like a strong alcoholic punch, like the M Mike Tyson or the amateur punch, then is that what soft means? I think so. I think so. Then yes, I will also go with you on the soft, light, and sweet. The oak is is kind of a difficult thing to, to pull out of that. There's, I don't know. I I guess you could you could say there's kind of an oaky smell or an oaky taste to it. If I'm smelling it, I agree with you on the smell of it. it smells like there might be some oak to it. But let me uh, sample this one more time and see if I feel the oak. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll leave it lingering in my mouth for a second. Yeah, I can. I, I think I taste the oak. If I leave it in my mouth for a little bit and let it just kind of clear itself out and trickle back back down my throat, I definitely feel like maybe what they're talking about like with the oak is more like not actual oak, but like the oak cast in the barrels. So are we saying oak on this one? Are we giving this a four out of four? I want to kind of say oak. I mean, it's not like a punch in my face. I mean, definitely the smell comes from it. But as far as flavor, there's a hint of it. But I wouldn't say 100%. I maybe give it a 50. So we can give it a half a point on the oak if you taste it. I think that's fair. All right, we'll give it a half a point for the oak for this. And we taste half an oak. All right, moving down to C now. Let's see what we got. We got sweet hints of caramel and vanilla, followed by spice, mint, and then it's then there's a finish in this description of a warm butterscotch and caramel. That sounds very complex. So caramel to begin with, caramel at the end, vanilla, mint, uh, rye spice, and butterscotch. 
So let's go ahead and sample C and see if we taste any of these. One, two, three, four, five. Cheers. Cheers. Let's try this out. All right, caramel and vanilla. See, this is what's interesting. Now that I know what the description is, even though it's still stronger in alcohol content, I definitely want to say I feel a little bit of sweetness. And I don't know if it's caramel or vanilla, but I taste something of that sort, if that makes sense. Yeah, I want to say the vanilla is there. Okay, I'll go with you. Let's go with vanilla. Boom, vanilla is there. Now, after sampling again. What about caramel or mint? I, I can't taste mint. No? I don't think so. Oddly enough, mint is one of the very few things that I can be like, yeah, that's mint. Really? But I, I don't Outside taste of like mint. mint ice cream, you mean like that's the only time you're like, oh, that's mint. Yeah. Sort of thing <laughs> or something. Mint ice cream, mint gum, uh, all kinds of different mint. It definitely tastes like a spiciness, but I don't know if that spiciness is from like mint. You know how mint can kind of be like warming in some ways when you chew it or you eat real mint? I don't know if that warmness I taste outside of the pop of the alcohol rather, but I don't know if that warmness in itself is actually just mint. I mean, that might be the, the rye spice, if that's what... Yeah, rye spice. All right, so that might be, and to be honest, I don't know what rye spice is, but let's go with rye spice. So we taste vanilla, we taste some sort of rye spice, maybe not the mint. The only thing I would say maybe the mint would have done for me would be like, you know how you sip it in the beginning of this one mm -hmm. and you get punched with the alcohol but then it feels like your mouth clears and then you get a lingering taste. I feel like maybe that clearing effect could be from the mint. Maybe it's not like you conceptually taste the mint. Okay. But maybe the whole point of the mint being in there is the whole point. It's kind of like it comes in, punches you real quick, and then slowly calms you down like this voice right now. Then it kind of comes back with this lingering flavor that just kind of melatone. Okay. Kind of like you come up this huge bell curve, and then you come back down real quick, and then you're slowly just like kind of raising up on a hill. It's very subtle. But I, it's, again, it's, it's more of like an augmenting flavor. Yeah, augmenting from the standpoint that it's augmenting to clear from the beginning to the, the end. So that's why maybe they gave a finish with butterscotch and caramel, because that finish, to get to that finish, uh, okay. you have to have that mint. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, so I'm wondering if that, I think I described it earlier as uh, dark flavor is the butterscotch caramel. I, I would not be able to extract butterscotch and caramel. So do we taste ice. butterscotch or caramel at the end, by the way? Well, that's what I was trying to, to, to talk about a little bit with the, uh, like the, what I call a, a dark flavor. Um, well, real quick, I'm going to give mint a 0.5, by the way, because I don't know if that's true, and okay. I hate that this can discontinue it but that's my point of what i'm trying to describe is i think mint is in there and i think the reason for it is not for the flavor but for that description you just gave of you know what did you say augmenting the augmenting yeah the, the augmentation i'm gonna give it a the, point the five flavor. yeah okay you fair you fair with me giving that a point five for I that think so okay so butterscotch and caramel finish what do you think about that though uh, it's a strong maybe. I'm very indecisive here because it's, uh, this is actually a very hard thing for me to do to distinguish between flavors. Um, normally when I approach this sort of thing, it's like, all right, so I, I like this. I don't like this. Okay. That's just based on, you know, whatever. There, there's some person that, that put together this blend that has a lot of experience doing this over time and knows kind of what to put together, right? They, like, they, yeah. they would know that mint is kind of uh, an augmenting or something, some way to like pull out other flavors yeah. or reduce uh, some other sort of flavors. Gotcha. Um, and it's, 
yeah, do, do I like this or do I not like this? It's a very binary thing. I, I have never been able to extract like, oh yeah, there's definitely caramel in this. Well, based off of your scorecard, looking over your shoulder right now, you have given C poor score across the board. So clearly C, you don't like this. C clearly sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I have not given a high notes either. So C's not going to win really in the end. So real quick, do we taste butterscotch or caramel? I, I would say there's a warming, like, after lingering taste. When I say it's butterscotch or caramel, I can't distinctively say. But since there's two flavors and I feel like there's something afterwards, how about we give it a check mark or a one or whatever for there being something afterwards, but we're not aficionados enough to yeah, be like, oh, I, this is caramel or butterscotch. I, I couldn't pull that out. All right, cool. So we're going to give it a check mark. Okay. So the only thing we need to do is we put ice in A now. Mm -hmm. So we need to go back to A real quick. We need to figure out if we can taste the walnut or the brown sugar to finish. Because this is going to be kind of a um, the showstopper. Because with B, we've already given it four out of four. So it's pretty much got first place, except if we taste the walnut and the brown sugar. It might help to even it's up that score real quick. It's a little disappointing here, because I feel like B is definitely not first place. Really? Well, we'll have to look at this is the point of the podcast. <laughs> you know we're drunk. I can still do math. Semi-drunk. And we got score cards to help out. So we'll follow up and see. But let's go back to A. Last sampling of the night. Cheers. Cheers. Yes, we're not doing this at 8 a.m. in the morning. This is not our breakfast, people. Heads up. So... I would definitely say it tastes a lot sweeter with ice. So if I had to say something, brown sugar, yeah, I, I would say brown definitely sugar. in there to finish. There's there's a sweetness, so it has to be the brown sugar and the walnut. That's really hard. I don't think walnuts on their own really taste like anything. Do you want a walnut? <laughs> you got a walnut? <laughs> I think I have a walnut. Oh my god, we have walnuts here, people. Yeah, if you want to grab a walnut real quick, let me see if I have a walnut. All right. So right now to describe to you. Since we're at Chris's house, Chris is getting up for me. He is getting walnuts and he's checking it for us. So what we're going to do is we're going to nibble on a walnut and then we're going to sip this. And then we're going to go back to nibbling on a walnut. If he has it, that is. I may have lied. And we'll try it. I see almonds, by the way. I don't know if I see walnuts. He's checking. Ooh, he's got a mixture. Ooh, but the only thing you got to check is it's salty though. Because if it's salty walnuts pieces then we might have to wash it off all right so we are pulling out walnuts there's one for you here is one for me i'd say rinse it off real quick since i don't want the salt to be on it if we're gonna taste the walnut we're not tasting salt we're tasting walnut so real quick chris is going to lightly rinse off these walnuts for us and we're gonna sample this and see if we can taste the walnut <laughs> in this whiskey <laughs> Because really, this is coming down to B and A as our two competitors. All right. All right. So here. here, let's let's cheers the nuts now. Cheersing with nuts. This is awkward. Pink. Cheers. Yep. All right. So let's sip it real quick, I think, and then eat the walnut or you know munch mm -hmm. up in walnut. Because which one, you want to do walnut? I first? think we should do walnut first. All right. We're going with Chris's suggestion. We're going to try a little piece of the walnut. Sorry for any munching sound in the mic. All right, so now we know what walnuts taste like. And the salt went away pretty much from rinsing it off, so I thank you for that. Yeah, I, th I think that was a that was a smart decision. Well, thank you. I have my moments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're tasting this. Now, wait, real quick. Do you have walbot, uh, walnut in your mouth, by the way? I feel like we have to rinse out. No, no. There's a lot of preparation that goes into this. Hold on. Well, I mean, we went this high Hold level on. with it. Uh, you know, I'm really shooting for A here. I feel like A is the clear victor. 
All right, so Chris needs to get some more water. So I'm going to go first. Cleanse palette. Maybe they just mean it goes well with walnuts. <laughs> like you should be eating a well, handful of walnuts while you eat this. You have to fish around for them, but we do have more walnuts if you want some more walnuts. <laughs> well, you gave me the bigger of the two pieces. You went full bite. I just am nibbling on my walnut. <laughs> Doing it live. That's how we do on the Whiskey Amateur Podcast. No holds bar here. Do you want a little bit on my leftover walnut? I, I could say that there's there's a little bit of a nutty finish. Okay. But we don't know if it's actually walnut, though. I have no idea if it's walnut. You know what? Just for Pete's sake... Let's give it a half a point because we can't be like, oh, this is distinctively walnut. Even though right now we are eating walnut pieces, halves rather, that were salted. But eating walnuts, drinking the whiskey, we still can't be like, this is distinctively walnut. Sorry, whichever whiskey this is, by the way, which we're going to find out in about 30 seconds. I'm still pulling for it. <laughs> you better not score just because you have a bias now. All right, I'm going to give the, the nut a half a score for a, between the two of us. Okay, I think that's and fair. And then we'll add up the, the score. All right, so for A, we tasted the orange peel, we missed the clove, nutmeg, brown sugar, and walnut. So let's see, they gave one, two, three, four, five. We gave it a 3.5 out of five. For B, we gave that a four out of four. So that's already first place. And then for C, we just said... One, two, three point five out of one, two, three, four, five, six things. So really a three point five out of six is lower. So we're giving A a two and C a three. Alright, so Chris on your scorecard, I want you to give B one, A two, and C three. And give me your scorecard and let's add this all up together. Oh no. Now we're gonna have to do complex math here. No, it's okay. I got it all crossed. Though I do feel like a a whiskey that gives more general description is more likely to win. But at the same time, isn't that smarter to go that route? No, I think that's fair. I, I think that's fair, especially for like the, the person that walks into the store, right? You know, I, I think B was very, very accurately described. Go ahead. And that's that, that's exactly what I would want. Yeah. Like, you don't have to give me all of these like weird, like, okay, right, we're going to like pick on the walnuts here. But like if, if you say that this tastes like walnuts, it better taste like walnuts. And yeah, I, I guess the, I think there's a nutty finish, though it's kind of hard to identify. And we actually had to go and get some walnuts uh, to find that. Yeah, but but B was it was very straightforward. The one thing that also sucks, I mean, it depends on your local, obviously liquor store wherever you pick up liquor at. But nine times out of ten, they don't have a little card that gives you taste, smell, and lingering finish to it as well. So you wouldn't know because nine times out of ten, you buy whiskey. There's no description to it on the front label or the back anywhere. Gotcha. So I, I guess I don't know where you got these descriptions. Again, from the website. So if I'm uh, buying, okay. throw out a whiskey for me. Just give me a whiskey, whatever you want. God. All right. So High look West at, Campfire. All right. So Campfire, for example, uh, High West Campfire. So I go to High West's website. They'd have a description or they have a, a, you know, somewhere on there that would say different whiskeys or they would already have on their main webpage all the different list whiskeys and either there they would have the description already labeled out or you would click on it for more information it'd link you to another sub page and there they would be like campfire whiskey gotcha the aroma is blah 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 the gotcha taste is blah 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 the finish if they sometimes do that sometimes the taste and the finish i think they just put together they don't give a finish but normally it's aroma and some sort of taste and nine times out of ten i can find it on their website for the times that i don't have it 
what I do is I'll go out and I'll try to find the five top descriptions from whatever sources I can. Mm-hmm. I'll write them down and whatever they match on the most, I'll put it. So if one person only says it's Oki out of five pers- people, I'm not going to use it. But if three out of four or four out of five say has a vanilla flavor to them from the description, then I'll be like, all right, I'm going to write vanilla down. All right. So you ready for the reveal? I'm ready. All right. Let's do this, people. All right. So first place. Oh, hold on. I have the wrong card. One moment, people. Uh-oh. Open the nose card. So real quick, I write these. I have my wife write these down on all card. No cards for us. And we can't see the answers until I open them up. This whole process is interesting. I wish this was kind of on video. Like, I would like to do this YouTube style, but... Yeah, then you get to uh, witness us go grabbing nuts from a cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> when I can ramp up my production level and spend more money. Because, again, buying whiskey, I love it. But as a listener, you guys are lucking out because you don't have to actually buy any of this yourselves. All right, just reopened it up. I feel like this is the Oscars. All right, so we had B... As the winner, right? Uh, apparently. Yes. This is our lowest bottle of whiskey. And this is from Ireland, and it is the Bushmills. Bushmills. Bushmills is our winner at $20. Okay. This is just the white label, so if anyone else that's a Bushmills fan out there, like, I like Bushmills actually a lot. I like their red label, though. I've not been a big fan of their white label, but the red label for me. I have never one. purchased Bushmills before. They have a lot. They I just actually found a honey version of theirs. So like later down the line, I might do specialty versions where I do like all the honeys in okay. one episode. So there's a couple different honeys that are out there. So I was like, oh, I didn't even know Bushmills made honey. So I might have to go buy that before it like goes away or whatever. But anywho, so you know, Bushmills has like five or six different lines of them. All right, like a green label, a red label, black label. I'll have to go try label. them after today. There you go. See, look at I've just changed his life. Actually, you know what? I'll give you the Bushmills when we're done. All right, Bushmills came in at as let as B at twenty dollars. Second place was A. This was my second most expensive. Wow, the most expensive lost the kid. Uh, this is Sagamore Spirit Rye, is A. Okay. Have you tried Sagamore before? Uh, I have. This is the first time for me. I don't remember when I tried it, but I I definitely had it. Gotcha. And Sagamore Spirit Rye comes from America. Uh. MSRP on all these bottles for being um, 750 milliliters was $40. And in third place was Whistlepig that came in at an $80 price, and that was from Canada. So Bushmills is our winner today. Chris, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Hopefully in the future, you can come back and be another guest, season two, season three, if we can keep going with this. I appreciate you coming. Thank you for having me over the house today. Thank you for the walnuts, by the way. They were delicious. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on this. No problem. It's a great experience. Yeah. Hey, man. Love podcasting. Love everyone listening in. Uh, And you know what? I was just thinking real quick. uh, If this keeps going, by the way, anyone that's listening in the future, I would love to have you guys on. You know, this is an amateur whiskey podcast. Right now, I'm hitting up friends, people I know, and going through this first season. But when two, three, four comes down the line, I'm going to be needing some new guests, possibly. And that might be you. So... Keep listening. Keep enjoying. We'll see how this goes. Thank you very much, Chris, again. Have a wonderful night, folks. Take care.